We all have different levels of educational attainment. And no matter your education story, I promise you there is a way to include it on your resume. In this episode of Resume Bootcamp, we're discussing featuring your education. I'm your host, Kimber Hill. Let's dive in. You're listening to Resume Bootcamp by Vertforce, a mini series designed to help you get your resume in fighting shape for the virtual job market. Here's your host, Kimber Hill. Resources in this episode for Resume Bootcamp subscribers include over 10 written examples for how to write your education experience for any educational attainment background. Subscribe now for instant access to these resources and our private Facebook group at bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen BC. And we're back with another episode of Resume Bootcamp. This episode's topic featuring your education. The goal of listing your education is to demonstrate to the employer that you are invested in a certain field and you're committed to both personal and professional growth. We all have different levels of educational attainment. In this episode and in Resume Bootcamp, we're going to review the appropriate way to list each of them and frame your experience in the best light possible. First, I want to say that you need to make sure you listen to Resume Bootcamp Episode 2 called Resume Format and Content before or immediately after you finish this episode. So you can decide if your education is going at the top or the bottom of your resume. Second, this is a highly visual episode. So it's best listened to while following along in camp. If you haven't subscribed yet, remember you can do so at bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen BC. And third, in each of these examples, and this is my general rule of thumb, in each of these examples, do not use your GPA unless it is a 4.0. Using your GPA communicates that fresh out of college perception of you. And we don't want you to appear like a newbie. We want you to appear like a seasoned pro. So remember this rule of thumb. If it's less than a 4.0, don't list it unless the employer asks for it. And sometimes the employer will ask for it. So be prepared. So we have four topics to include in this episode, which are number one, completed and in progress higher education degrees and certifications. Number two, incomplete degrees. Number three, high school and GED. Number four, just certifications, licenses, and professional development. We're going to start with completed and in-progress higher education degrees and certs. When listing your college degree, if you've got multiple degrees, the best thing for you to do is minimize the document real estate you use to one line per degree. I used to do this fancy text box activity on my resume where I listed my major, my minor, my distinctions, 
And it was just taking up so much room on my resume. I was so in love with it that it took me years to finally ditch it. But when I did, and I minimized this down to one degree, one line, it allowed me to expand so much more on my work experience. So one degree, one line, aim for it. Try to get yourself there. Lead with the highest level degree that you hold and then list the school. If you're still in college or currently enrolled in a program, call yourself a candidate as shown in example two. In this example, we have the most recent certification at the top, followed by the master's degree on line two and the bachelor's degree on line three. Now, things that you won't see in my examples. You will not see the city and the state of the college or the university. Why? Because that's standard information that can be Googled and you are applying for the virtual job market, right? Someone who's hiring you halfway across the world or halfway across the country is not going to need to know the city and the state of the college that you went to. They can just Google the school if they need to, right? So what you should be including here is the degree, the year you finished, your GPA, but only if it was a 4.0, and the name of the university or the school. This should easily fit on one line. Separate them by commas. And if you need an example, hop over into Resume Bootcamp and look at examples one and two under completed or in-progress degrees. One thing that I want to highlight a little bit more about in-progress degrees is including your projected completion date and calling yourself a candidate. This should also easily fit on one line. You can follow the same format as a completed degree. List the name of the degree you're pursuing. So for example, Bachelors of Science and in Information Systems. Follow that with degree candidate. Follow that with the month you plan to graduate and follow that with the name of the school. It'll be a little bit longer than a completed degree, but it should still fit to one line. Remember, you can always abbreviate bachelor's degree with BA and master's degree with MS. So you've got plenty of options here. I'll read one of these examples to you. For example, you might be pursuing a bachelor's of science. You might be a degree candidate for May 2025 at the University of Colorado. Okay, I hope that helps you and you have a great visualization. Let's now move into incomplete degrees. Let me start by saying many employers we work with at VertForce do not care about degrees. If you don't have one, understand there are a large amount of jobs that are perfect for you. We want you to show your educational progress even if you didn't finish your program. So if you're like many of us in the military community who say, I came close to finishing, but then we PCS'd and I just didn't get done, we have a solution for you. You can elegantly communicate that you have acquired some college work by listing the college, the years you spent there, the credit quantity you acquired, or other relevant courses like in the examples below. 
So there are a few format options here. In fact, in Resume Bootcamp, we are laying out four beautiful options for our subscribers to choose from. If you are subscribed to Resume Bootcamp, you can look at these right now. Example one, two, three, and four. And for our listeners, let's go ahead and walk through them at a high level. The first formatting option that you can consider is focusing on your credits. Resume boot campers, you can see this in option one. The easiest way to do this is just to list the school name, the years you attended, and the credits you completed. Now this works unless you didn't really complete that many credits and your credits look minuscule. For example, if you might say I completed four credits, we might just want to omit the credit function. So resume boot campers, you can see this in example two, you may just want to list the school name and the years you attended. You can do this, super simple. Another great strategy, which is demonstrated in example three and four in Resume Bootcamp, is focusing on coursework and projects. So a little bit earlier in the episode, we talked about wanting to keep your education to one line. Occasionally, I find that candidates with limited education experience also have limited work experience. So their resumes have the problem of being too short rather than too long. So if you are in that position, rest assured you're not alone. So you can make your resume a little bit beefier and a little bit longer by focusing on coursework and projects. For example, perhaps you went to school for one semester to study something, and ironically, it's relevant to the position and you'd like to communicate it. Maybe you're applying to a writing position and you want to communicate that you completed English 101 and 102. This is a really easy way to do that. List your area of concentration, then name your college and the year you were there. You don't have to include the year. For example, if it was 15 years ago, we can omit the year. That's okay. So this might look something like coursework in English at Calhoun Community College. All right, so where's the beefy part coming in? How do we beef this up? Feel very free to press your enter button, your return button, and hop down a line, and then tell us what relevant coursework you did. Relevant coursework might include English 101 and 102. And how can we even get that a little bit beefier? Drop down another line and tell us if you did any special projects. For example, were you required to write a book or write a series of essays on a particular topic that might apply to this fictional writing position you're applying for. Again, everyone's educational attainment situation is different. Everyone's resume is different. You don't have to beef this up if you don't feel so inclined. It is perfectly acceptable to just list the name of the college the year you were there. Let's move on to high school diplomas and general education certificates. I will say 
because I have seen a ton of resumes. A resume just feels unfinished without an education section. So no matter how tempted you are to hide the fact that you only have a high school diploma, which is a self-limiting belief, by the way, or no matter how hard you're trying to hide that you have a GED, we encourage you to include it. It still says something about you. It says that you are competent, that you finished school, and if you had a GED, it tells us you may not have finished, but you took ownership of that and you went back to get your GED. And also don't feel limited by having those two degrees, right? Those are perfectly acceptable degrees and we want to encourage you to include it and not let it limit you mentally. So very simple, two ways to include this. If you want to speak to your high school diploma, list the name of the school followed by a comma. List the type of diploma you got. You can say diploma, standard diploma, advanced diploma, followed by a comma, list the year you graduated. If you want to list your GED, the most elegant way to do this is to say general education development certificate, comma, the year you received it. That's much better than just saying GED. All right, the last thing I wanna cover with you on featuring your education is listing certifications, licenses, training, and professional development. The big question here is, should I? (laughs) That's what I often hear from so many VertForce members is, well, I did this course this one time or I did this certification last year and I just don't know if I should include it on my resume. Your additional education, such as technology certifications, licenses, and professional development workshops should be listed, especially if you need to beef up your resume. If you have a lot of your resume real estate already spoken for and you're really fighting for space to keep it to one page, you might omit some of these things. But make that decision by understanding that including them help the employer complete a mental picture of who you are as a candidate. Typically, these also represent your hard skills, which you've worked to develop. So we recommend listing your certifications either number one, directly below your education, or number two, combined with your education. Resume boot campers, you can see examples of this under completed or in progress degrees. Example one, you can see it integrated there. And you can also see examples of these in our templates. Remember to organize these by value. The most valuable certification should be at the top, working down to the least valuable certification. This is a matter of your opinion and relevance to the position for which you are applying. Thank you for tuning in to featuring your education. Resume Boot Campers, if you have questions about this, head over to the private Facebook group now. Post your questions. I can't wait to help you through these issues. Remember, if you'd like to subscribe to Resume Boot Camp, you can do so by heading over to bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen BC. That's bit.ly forward slash 
vf-bc. All right. This concludes this lesson of Resume Bootcamp. Remember, if you'd like to subscribe to Camp to get instant access to all the resources mentioned in this episode, you can do so at bit.ly forward slash vf hyphen bc. That's b-i-t dot l-y forward slash vf hyphen bc. As a reminder, all content associated with the Vert Force podcast is the intellectual property of Vert Force LLC.